What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, follow us at YA underscore Power of Love. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you later. So I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to switch between King James and uh, the Amplified. So if you don't have the Amplified, you can just listen in. But uh, starting at, you know what, where's the, we'll go even farther back. I was planning at starting at 15, but, you know, you just got to read it all. You just got to read it all. I like how I said I finally was prepared, and I'm actually guessing that I'm not prepared. All right, so Ephesians 3, we'll start in verse 6 in the Amplified. Uh, Amplified Classic. All right. So Ephesians 3, verse 6. It said, it says, it says, All right. It says, it is this, that Gentiles are now to be fellow heirs with the Jews, members of the same body and joint partakers, sharing in the same divine promise in Christ through their acceptance of the glad tidings, a.k.a. the gospel. Uh, So I know that was a mouthful. So let me it says. It is this, that the Gentiles are now to be fellow heirs with the Jews. What does that mean? This is Paul talking. That means Gentiles, meaning us, meaning you were Gentiles. Because in this time, the covenant had belonged to just the Jews. But when Jesus came, then everybody got access. The Gentiles get the same, got the same covenant as the Jews. So it became a a, a, a all for all covenant. So that's why it's saying Gentiles are now to be fellow heirs with Jews. It says members of the same body and joint partakers sharing in the same divine promise. What, what, what were they partaking in? In joint, um, joint heirs in? The promise in Christ through their acceptance of the gospel. In verse 7, it says that of this gospel... I was made a minister according to the gift of God's free grace, undeserved favor, which was bestowed upon me by my exercise, the working of effectiveness in his powers. I'm going to kind of read and then I'll go back. Verse eight, it says to me, though I am very least of all the saints, God, God, God's consecrated people, this grace, favor, privilege was granted and graciously entrusted to proclaim to the Gentiles the unending, boundless fathomless, incalculable, and exhaustless riches of Christ, wealth which no human being could have searched out. That's verse 8. I don't know if, you, I don't know if y'all heard that. It says, to me through the very least of the saints, him, Paul being the very least of the saints, this grace, favor, and privilege was granted and entrusted to proclaim, he was proclaiming, he was telling you and me, that the unending, boundless, fathomless, incalculable, and exhaustless riches of Christ, which are wealth with which no human being could have searched out, is ours. 
what in in there in that passage it says in that um, scripture it says exhaustless. When you really, really think about it, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that like, I get exhausted. Like I know people who can jam one song for years. I know oils like that. I mean, I basically that all the Macias families like that, but I'm not like that three times after. And I'm like done with the song, honestly. But anyways, side note, but it's an exhaustless. Christ's wealth, which no human being could ever even imagine, is exhaustless, is incalculable, incalculable, boundless, and fathomless. Anybody know what fathomless means? Really? Can't, like, you can't comprehend it? I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't, so that's why I, that's why I asked, you know. <laughs> But yeah, no, but it, you can't even, you can't even comprehend it. It's, it's, it's exhaustless, exhaustless, which means it's a, it's a wealth that one, first of all, you couldn't even think that even existed, but exhaustless, it means that you could go, you could go back to it. See the, one of the things is people, they'll get, um, like they'll believe God for something. And, and this is just this is just setting up because we're, we're getting to the part. But people are believing God for something. And it's like, you know, oh, Lord, if you do this for me, you know, come through, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, oh, oh I so I sowed in, in whatever. And, and it comes through. And then it's like and then people get comfortable where it's like, OK, I got. Oh, Lord, thank you that you gave me my my what I was believing for. And then they stop believing for things. And then they they start getting they just they're just stuck on what they what they first asked for. But God says that my riches are exhaustless. Where even even after God has blessed you, you can still go straight back to Him. You can continually be in the state of believing for things. You can be in the continual state of putting your faith and and trusting God that God is one your source. But he's an exhaustless source that he's a he's something that you can draw from and he'll never get tired. He'll never he'll never he'll never go back on his word. One of the things I shared on the last podcast was that um, me and Courtney were talking about this the other day where it's uh, like God shows you something. Right. And and, you know, you're standing on it or whatever. And some people. And, and I even had did this in my time uh, before where it's like God showed me something and then I was like believing for believing for believing. Two weeks goes by and it's like, okay, well, I wasn't as excited as I was two weeks ago and I just like basically gave up on what God showed me. Well, when God shows you something and God tells you something, one, he shows you something for a reason. God will never show you something or he'll never speak to you something just to leave you sh- uh, short just to leave you high and dry. God won't tell you something or he won't or he won't sh- give you a vision of something so that you can get close to it but not get there. You know? God when God gives you a vision, Pastor Sandy actually talked about that vision when she was here a long time ago. I guess she doesn't want to come back ever since but just kidding. Word on no, I'm just kidding. But when God shows she talked about vision, when God gives you vision, it through the Holy Spirit, it, he'll empower you and to to accomplish what he's shown you. 
And it's and again, it goes back to exhaustless. It goes back to endless, boundless, to the point where when you get to that vision, it's not like, all right, there was your vision for your life. He'll give you even more fresh vision, more revelation, so you can continually run to do what he's shown you. That's why people like, that's why like people like Pastor Rodney, who get like two hours of sleep a, a day, every day, can like wake up, be online for like four hours at a time and feel like good. I'm not going to lie. I do a 17-minute podcast, and I'm like, man, you know, that was pretty. That was pretty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But really, it's because God has shown him something. God has shown him where he's going. God has placed something inside of him to, get, to give him that drive. That was supposed to be towards the end, but, you know, we're still. This is good. This is good stuff. Anyways, <laughs> verse 8. I don't know. I don't know if there's such thing of, as a style of sharing or preaching or whatever you want to call this, but I'm very laid back. If y'all don't know me, I'm very just whatever, you know, you live in the flow. You live in the flow. Me and Pastor Sandy talk about that where it's like, you know, you live, you live in the flow continuously. I feel like the turtle from Nemo. Where he's like, Whoa. Anyways. all right. Verse, uh, going to verse nine and says also to enlighten all men. So, Okay, so the riches of Christ, which no human being could even have searched out. It says, also to enlighten all men and make plain to them what the plan is regarding the Gentiles and providing for the salvation of all men. So Paul's saying here, it's, it's the reason why he's going on saying and t- uh, preaching this is because it's, God's trying to make his plan, his plan plain. Plan plain. He's trying to make his plan plain on what he wants to do through us. And so, and that's why he's, that's why he, he sent Jesus to give us salvation so we could be inside the covenant. And it says, uh, of the mystery kept hidden through the ages and concealed until now, the mind of God who created all things by Christ Jesus. Verse 10, it says, the purpose, what? We got words back here. Man, my guy, Al. The purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known through the angelic rulers and authorities, principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere. So get this. It says, Paul's saying that the reason why God's putting this on, God gave us this covenant of exhaustless, endless, inaculable, all these words that I can't pronounce. The reason why God even gave us this covenant is so he can put his church on display. So that the people in the, in the heavenly realms of the rulers, the authority, the authority, will see that God's church, you and me, we are the church, the body of Christ. You and me, he will be, get, his glory will be shown through us. Christ will be magnified in our life. Christ, people, people, that's why you see people like, that's why you see people like Jonathan Shelsworth, George and Marari, Courtney and Victoria. That's why you see people where it's like, you just see them and it's like, I'm not just saying that because she's my girlfriend, just saying. Anyways, just had to throw it out there. I'm never going to be preached. I'm never going to preach again. I already seen it. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways. That's why you see people and you can, you see something in them and you just see, you know, you just, you see that you, you can tell that they walk, you walk with, when you walk, when you spend time with the Lord, you, there's a stain that's, that's just on you. You can see that you spent time. You can see the difference of somebody who spent time, the way they walk and not, not, 
not just the way they look, but the way they walk, the way they talk, the way, what they say. You can, you can see that they spent time with the Lord. And so Christ will be magnified in our lives. And that's why, that's why the Lord sent Jesus so we could be joint heirs, so we can be heirs, so we can be sons and daughters, so we can have access to everything in the kingdom. So everybody can see. Who wants to be seen? Who wants to be seen? Hey, a great display. So that was verse 10. Um, all principalities and powers. It says, 11, in the, this is in accordance with the terms of the eternal and timeless purpose which he has realized and carried into effect in the person of Christ our Lord. He's carried the, the effect in Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 12, in whom, because of our faith in him, we dare to have boldness, courage, and confidence, a free access, an unreserved approach to God with, with freedom and without fear. It says, through our faith in Jesus, we are able to have the boldness and the free access to come to God. We can, it says, it, get, it even says an unreserved approach. Isn't, isn't that awesome? An unreserved approach. It's, it's something that you don't, have to, you don't have to set a schedule up for. It's not something that you can do, have to do at a certain time of day. It's not something you have to do at a certain place. It's an unreserved approach, unreserved access. Whenever you desire, whenever, whenever you feel compelled or whenever you feel that you want to go to the Lord, it's because of Jesus that we have the free access, that we can go to the Father and spend time with the Father, that we can go and withdraw things through the Father, that we can go and even ask for things through the Father. You know, with Jesus, it's, it really is like a whole, it, it's, I, that analogy they use with the fridge, like you go in your father, you go in the Christian cliches. If you've been in church for a long time, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways. But it really is an unreserved free access. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to second guess. You can say, Lord, I want to come and I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. Lord, I'm going to place myself in the place where you are. And he will never deny you because he gave you Jesus. That's the reason he gave you Jesus is so you could even come. It's because of Jesus that we could even think about coming to the throne. It's good stuff, y'all. Good stuff. So a free access and unreserved approach to God without, with freedom and without fear. With freedom and without fear. It says in 13, it says, so I ask you not to lose heart, not to faint or become des despondent through fear at why I am suffering on your behalf. Rather glory in it, for it is honored to you. For this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father and, and of our Lord Christ. In verses 15, it says, check this out. It says, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named the Father, from whom all fatherhood takes its title and, and derives its name. All fatherhood, every name, every family first came from the Father. It says, may he grant you, in 16, may he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with the mighty power 
in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. It's through the inner man and the Holy Spirit, or your inner man, the Holy Spirit, will indwell, his Holy Spirit will indwell in you. So 16, may he grant you out of the rich treasury, his rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with the mighty power in your inner man by the Holy Spirit, which is himself dwelling in your innermost being and personality. Verse 17, it says, may Christ through faith actually dwell Settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded in security. Now, if you notice in a couple in a couple of these verses, in verses uh, verse 12 and in verse 17, they both say because of our and because of your faith. Now, you have to understand that this is all awesome and we can get excited about this, but you have to understand that you, you're going to be the one to pr- provoke these things in your life. You have to understand that, you know, all this word, all this, all this treasure, all the promises God has for us, we have to do something that provokes it. It's a, it's a, it's a cause and effect without no cause. There ain't no effect. That was really Texan. Ain't no cause, ain't no effect. But really, you have to provoke the word. What can you do? What, can, what I originally thought I was going to talk, uh, talk on was mo- moving God, but that doesn't matter. Anyways, what, there's a cause and effect. You have to provoke something for God to do something in your life. You know, Rather it be sow a seed. Rather it be, you know, how, how, close, how, how close, how much time are you spending in the word? Because first of all, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Without, without getting in your word, it's, it's hard. You can't believe. I, you, will not believe you will not understand this. Without getting in your word, without knowing the voice of the Lord, all this stuff could just seem like a bunch of jumbled up words. You might as well play Scrabble with this stuff. Because it's through the eyes of faith and through the Holy Spirit that you'll be able to understand and God will start revealing this stuff to you and stuff will actually start making sense. But, another side note. But, so it's may Christ, in verse 17, may Christ through your faith, your faith, actually dwell. It's not saying through your faith, maybe dwell, or through your faith, uh, he possibly could dwell, or through his faith, you know, you could think he might dwell. But it says, through your faith, actually dwell which means settle down, abide, and he will make his permanent home. God will make his permanent home in our lives. God, when you accept Jesus into your heart, you make him, you, and you decide to make him your permanent home, watch and see the things that happen in your life. When you accept Jesus, all this stuff becomes a right. All this stuff becomes a benefit of the kingdom that you are now accepting in. And so may you be rooted deep in your love, deep in love and founded securely on, in love. So in verse 18, it says that you may have power and be strong to op- apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. 
So it says you have to be rooted deep in love and founded securely. Your faith first has to provoke this. And when you're rooted in deep, that you may have the power to even apprehend and grasp and grasp this. That's why it's so important to be in your in your word. That's why it's so important to be in relationship with the Lord. Because you know, people want a lot. And people want, they're hungry and they want to receive something. But if you, if you, if you neglect the time with the Lord, you'll, you'll miss out on so much. And it's not, and it's not God holding back from you. It's you cheating yourself out of what God, God wants to do in your life. And that's why we have to continually stay in your word. I mean, from the, from when, from growing up, even myself, you know, obviously I've been in church for at least nine years now whatever, however long, no, I'm just, the power of love has been for nine years. It wasn't until I started actually, you know, I always casually, you know, I, I paid attention in service. I could, I could come up and say whatever, whatever Pastor Jesse was teaching on the Wednesday, and I could take all my notes and fill up my notebook. But it wasn't until that I started getting into my word and it wasn't until I started getting a hunger for the things of God. And it wasn't until I started searching out and I started being in a relationship with the Lord. It wasn't until I started like praying that, that the Lord really started showing me things. And I actually started hearing the voice of the Lord. And, but that's what I'm saying is you have to provoke something you have to, you have to, you have to be the one to flip a switch because the Lord's, the Lord's calling us in, but if you never flip the switch or you never turn it on, there's no call answered. And so it says that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love with, with what is the breadth, longeth, height, and depth of it. It's that you may let me read it in the King James because the Amplified is kind of mumbo jumbo. It says in verse uh, nineteen, it says, starting in eighteen, it says, "May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, height, and depth of nineteen to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God." I wrote. Chew on this in my notes. Chew. Chew on this. So, again, in the Amplified, it says that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself. Again, Paul saying, Paul saying, you have to experience this for yourself. You have to taste. We can, we can preach. We can share a lesson. We can sing songs. But it's not until you taste for yourself that this becomes real to you. It isn't until you taste, taste the love of God for yourself that things start to move, things start to change. It says practically through your experience, it's practically through your experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. So if you, if, if you don't even have experience, if you didn't experience, and this is all the word of God. This isn't even like side notes. This is straight out of the Bible saying, if you don't have, if you don't experience it, it's just going to go over your head. That's why we have to hunger because God wants to do so much. And we keep saying in the young adults, that's why we do stuff like millionaire dinners. That's why we do stuff like, um, that's why we take offerings. That's why we, uh, we do podcasts. It's not so we can just 
build a build a cool culture or it's not so we can grow more people or so we can see how many how many people are listening but it's because we want something to trigger on the inside of y'all we want something to be provoked inside y'all's lives because the more y'all take in the more we go to a millionaire dollar dinner we sit in a steak restaurant and you know and you and you can picture yourself if we if you can see a vision of if you can put yourself in a place where god can show you something That'll provoke you and that'll, that'll start a hunger inside of you. So going back to the word. This is good. How many are ready to see the Lord do something in your lives? No, we really, we really are like really excited. I mean, me, Miradi, court the the YA leaders basically. We always talk about how, you know, the Lord's how the Lord's going to do something in the young adults because we really do have a vision for the young adults for that. You know, there's no there, you, there's God's no respecter of a person. There's no age. There's no limit to what God can do in our at our young ages. You know, you think you think about it and you see all the all the people who've gone before us, Pastor Sandy. Um, uh, Pastor George, Pastor Jesse, Pastor Martha, who caught it in their 30s or 30, and they're in their later age. So if we catch a hold of it at this age, just imagine how much time, how much more God can do in our lives that we catch it at a young age. And that, you know, he's able to do because, hey, again, God's no respect or person. Who's, who says that the next building we get, the young adults pay for it? It comes straight out of the young adults group. Who says the next thing the church wants to do? Maybe we want to expand. Maybe we need some new equipment. How, what, what happens when the next time we have a meeting and Pastor Jesse says, who will give $1,000? It's all the young adults. You know, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, we're talking about the soul saving. The soul saving Sundays are basically young adults plus Heather. Like, that's really, that's really what it is. Like, and it's awesome because that, that shows something that, pe- that shows that the young adults are getting, and, and we, we encourage, it, it really is awesome. Hey, honestly, really, between a Sunday service, between waking up early, uh, being at the church around 8.30, playing piano, having to f- fix whatever's breaking during service, then coming sit down trying to learn, and then having to do it all over again at Sunday night. My body during Sunday mornings is like, I don't want to get in a van. I don't want to. <laughs> but again, that's, that's why you have to die to the flesh. That's why you have to build your faith. Because without the word, I'd, I'd start sleeping in. If y'all see me sleeping in, y'all know I'm not getting, no, I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm, I'm actually not, not kidding, but anyways, but that's why, but that's why it's so important to get in your word because the word sharpens you because the word triggers something because the word, the word gives you that vision. God shows you stuff God, God drops stuff in you. And that's why, that's why on, on Sundays at three o'clock, I'm like, I gotta be in that van at three 30. That's why on a Friday night, we're here at a young adults and saying, okay, seven o'clock, I gotta be there. Why? Because, and that's, and that's why it's Friday night. We could be anywhere, but God honors when people come and gather to be under his word. God come honors when you sit and come and sit in, in his presence, you know? 
That's that's how some people go, oh, well, you know, I'm just coming because if I don't come, blah, blah, blah. But no, receive something while you're here. Let the Lord do something. Let the Lord drop something in you today. I mean, even now, I, I was even receiving during worship, and I picked the worship songs. Every time, every time you come into the house of the Lord, make it a point to receive something. Let the Lord speak to you. Let the Lord, let the Lord touch you. I don't know where that came from, but, you know, hey, receive it. Um, we're really excited, and that's why, that's why it's important to understand that God, God sent Jesus so that we could be in covenant him, in covenant him. God sent Jesus so we can have that free access to him. God sent Jesus so that we could be, so that we could be washed white as snow. God sent Jesus so we didn't have to be sick. God sent Jesus so we could be children of, of and sons and daughters of, of the most high God. That's, as you know, every, every promise that God says is only made available to his children. If you if you're not if you're not born again and at the end of this at the end of this message we'll give you a chance to be we'll give you a chance to receive Jesus into your heart but every promise everything that God says his word is meant for his children and that and so I mean what what's his word uh, by his stripes you were healed it, uh, it's seek the kingdom first and all these things shall be added unto you what shall we oh, people say what shall we wear what shall we eat what shall we drink but even the birds who don't sow, uh, who don't sow, are still fed. So imagine how much more that God, even though He so he, he feeds the birds who don't even sow, He will feed and give His children who do so and do obey. Think about it, y'all. I mean, this 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 has to become real to you. I'm I'm just gonna go down. Uh, verse twenty. It says, "Now to Him by inconsequence." Of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super super abundantly far above in all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers desires thoughts hopes and dreams to him be God in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations forever and ever amen it's God's power at work within us. It's not your own power, but, but through the work of Christ and Jesus and his Holy Spirit only. That's why we don't have, we don't even, we don't have to worry about, we don't have to worry about how this is going to happen, how that's going to happen, because it's through the Lord. It's through God's power. It says, now to him, by inconsequence of the action of his power that works within us, so it's his power working within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super, super abundantly far above in all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, all our prayers, all our desires, all our, th- see, it could have, it could have just stopped at prayers. It could have been like what we just pray. Oh Lord, can I thank you for this? Oh Lord, thank you for this. Oh Lord, I come to you and ask you for this, but it doesn't stop there. It goes on to supernally abundant all that you desire. How many of y'all desire some things? Hey, listen, I know y'all ask for AirPods. I know y'all ask for Apple. No, I'm just kidding. What is this youth group? No, I'm just kidding. No, but all our desires, all our thoughts, even our thoughts, God will do superly, abundantly all our thoughts. It's all our, all our, uh, beyond 
all our hopes and all our dreams. To God, be, uh, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations forever and ever. Amen. Again, it's God's power that's doing the work. It's, it's not what I can do. It's not, it's not my power. It's not George's power. It's not because George is related to this. It's not because George goes here. It's not because, but it's because God's power that, that he would do his work through me. Amen. He is able to do super abundantly, far above all that we ask for or think. This is through our faith in Jesus. Again, this all started by saying it's through our, our faith, mine and your faith, that this, can, that this will even happen. Through our faith in Jesus, that we are no longer slaves, but sons and daughters of Christ. Hallelujah. That we are no longer slaves, but sons and daughters of Christ. So we were once we were once lost. We were once Gentiles. But because God sent Jesus, Jesus Christ to die for us, the one who saved us, God sent Jesus so that we could be made whole, that we could be sons and daughters, that we could enter into the promises God had for us. A saying on that subject, let's go to uh, Galatians 4. Galatians 4, uh, we can, I'll read in the King James, but it says, Now that I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, through, though he is a master of all. Listen to that. As an heir as a child differs no, no different than a slave, though he is still the master of all. So an heir an heir to the kingdom who owns everything, still equal as a slave. But it is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, we, when, when, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Verse 4, it says, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, Jesus, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. And because you are sons and daughters, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Verse four, but when the fullness of the time had come. So before, even though an heir to the throne may be ruler of all, may own everything as a child, it's not his time. It was, it's not his time. It's not the child's time until the father appoints him. So when the fullness, but when the fullness of the time, when the God said it's time and he sent forth Jesus, he born of a woman under the law to redeem those who were under the law. 
that we might receive the adoptions as son. God said, it's time. I'm sending my son, Jesus, so that you could become sons and daughters, that you may become heirs to the throne. And not, not an heir that does, can't receive anything, not an heir who owns everything but can't obtain it, but an heir who has full access, who has full authority, who freely, uh, ex- exhaustless, can come and receive from the kingdom. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, if, and if a son, then an heir through Christ Jesus. Going back in 3, uh, it says, uh, Galatians 3, 26, it says, For you are all sons in God, uh, of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Verse 28 Therefore, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You might say, well, what is that promise? Turn to, turn to Genesis 12. It says, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seeds and heirs according to this promise. When Genesis 12, 2, it says, I'll start at one. It says, now the Lord had said to Abraham, the one who's, we're his seed and we've obtained now his promise as heirs. It says, now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in all you, all families of the earth will be blessed. Guys, understand this. Becoming an heir, becoming Christ, this is now obtaining to you. God's telling me and you, it says, he's saying, George, he's saying, um, I was going to say Jessica, but I don't think we have a Jessica here. We were saying Mirari, uh, Courtney, Victoria, Brianna. It says, Brianna, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, Miriam, and make you a name great, and you shall be a blessing. George, I will bless those who bless you. Not only is God saying, I'm going to make you a great nation, but he's saying that I'm even going to make you good ground, that when people give to you, you'll be so blessed that people will be blessed just by giving to you. And it says, I will curse him who curses you. Not only will he make me a great nation, not only will he bless those who bless me, but anybody who tries to curse me, anybody who curses me, they will be cursed themselves. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed hallelujah that doesn't excite you you probably don't like money just saying just saying again shmoney smackers big ones green i'm just kidding but really, think about it. God, and all this, all this became yours because God wants to make you, a God wants to put you on display. God wants to do this through you. God wants to, God said that I will send my son Jesus so that you could obtain a covenant that has this in it. Think about it. This is for us to take. This is for us to grab. This is for us to understand that 
this is real, that this is mine. I, we have to decide, again, going back to provoking, we have to decide that, okay, God, I'm going to take you at your word. The Bible says that, what's the reference? Uh, the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 23, he who promises is faithful to his promise. Pastor Jesse was talking about that the other Wednesday. If God promises this, he is faithful to his word. God doesn't return. God doesn't go back on his word. When God says something, you best bet that God's going to stand by his word. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's the same as his promises. That promise that was given to Abraham long ago still stands. Nothing changed. Again, going back to fulfilling his word. When God says something, when God shows you something, and, you obtain, and you're able to obtain it, if he shows you it, it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to fall flat. It's not going to end here. You're the one who has to, has to decide, am I going to carry out the vision that God showed me or am I going to, or am I going to decide to see what else there is? Am I going to let God do what God wants to do through me? Am I going to let God make me a display for the nations? Am I going to let God let me be good ground or am I going to settle for being a display of one testimony? You know, you have to decide if you, what, you, what your life is going to be. You're going to have to decide if you're going to take, take what God says and believe that he means what he says, or, or if you're going to believe that God's now a 21st century God and, oh, if you don't have this, or if you didn't come out of this family, or if you didn't live here, or if you don't have this job, or if you didn't go to college, or if you um, filed for this, or if you do this, or this is your situation, are you going to believe that God is, uh, are you going to believe are your circumstances bigger than your God, or is your God bigger than your circumstances? Again, this is only going to be fulfilled if you grab a hold of it, and if you take, and you believe that God means what he says. Uh, I'm going to, I'm starting to wind down, but it says in Genesis 12, the blessing, it's the blessing of Abraham. It's in John 15. It talks about God. God's, uh, he is the vine. We are the branches. You know, let's just, let's just turn there really quick and I'm going to wrap up. Uh, if we can play that Jesus at the end, that Jesus paid it all again, just, you can play it lightly. John 15 it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, then it may bear more fruit. And that's why it's so important to grab a hold of this. Listen, listen to what he's saying. He's saying the branches that don't, pro- that don't produce fruit, he will cut off. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a cut off branch. I want to be a branch that bears much fruit. And this all is this is all up to you. Are you going to take God at his word and say, Lord, let me be a branch. Lord, let me be a branch that bears much fruit. See, things don't work the same in the natural as they do in the supernatural. In the natural realm, people people are and that's why and, and that's why it's like this big push on socialism where it's like, oh, you have a lot. You shouldn't get any more than what you already have. But God, the blessing, God, the El Shaddai, the God of more than enough, the one that the God of plenty, the God of many, the creator of the heavens of the earth, the one who sent light out with breath, the one who created the moon and the stars, God, he's saying that if you bear fruit, 
If you bear, if you bear fruit, I will make you even bear more fruit. And again, this goes back. God is the same. It goes back to uh, to Ephesians three, where God says, "Incalculable, un, un, it's exhaustless, unthinkable." He stands by his word. He is who he says he is. If you bear fruit, I will give you more fruit. It's not if you bear fruit, come back next Sunday. If you bear fruit, wait for somebody else to testify before you have your next testimony. I don't know about you, but there's no, there's no, there's no limit to what God can do. When you decide to take God at his word and believe that, I, God, if I stay connected to you, you will bless me. God, if I believe what you say, you will bless me. You will make me that display. Christ, you will be magnified in my life because I've decided to take my take your word. If you, you will bear much, much, much fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. Again, the word. The word, the word, the word. You can't put, you have to put an emphasis on the word. If there's one thing you take out of today's lesson, it's that you can do nothing without first the word of God. You can do nothing if you, do, if you don't stay connected to the vine. Nothing will happen if you do not provoke something. If you, if, I don't know about you, but again, God is no respecter of person. Every single young adult, under under the sound of this microphone has a special plan for them. We are a different type of young adults here. When you decide when you decide to stay connected to the vine, God will bless you. He's taking us places. God has set us God has set us aside to be displays of his glory. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. That's his promise. I'm the vine. He is the vine and we are the branches. If you abide in me, I and I I will abide in him and he will and he who I abide in will bear much fruit for without me you can do nothing. Plain as that. Without me you can do nothing. So, uh I'm going to it's all by faith. Hebrews 11 and I'm going to finish with this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Who got who got something today? I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good year. 2020 started off crazy. And uh, it's been exciting. So, I mean, think about it. What, what, what is your 2020 going to look like? What is, what is your 2020? What is this second half? We're already halfway through. We're exactly halfway through the year. What, what, are, what is your 2020 going to look like? Now is the faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of the things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. By faith, Abel, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, 
through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. And, for, be, and be, before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness with which is according to his faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he received and as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going, but by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country dwelling in, in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him and the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, who builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithfully who had promised. Just right there was a, a examples Abraham leaving a leaving a, a place to a place he did not know D then dwelling in the land of the promise but without faith it's impossible to please God Enoch who was uh who did not see a death saw God take him through through faith Sarah received her strength to conceive a seed it's through faith that we please God. When God sees, when God sees our faith, Pastor Jesse was talking about um, the other Wednesday that, you know, it's, it's, it's a, about your understanding. You know, when you understand, you'll gain more understanding. But again, Jesus did all this. Jesus already came and died for us. God already sent Jesus. Jesus gave us all these promises. God gave us all these promises. But it's not about when Jesus did it. It's about when you receive it. That's something Pastor Sandy said the other Sunday. It's not about when Jesus did it, but it's about when you received it. It says, God doesn't depart from his word. If he says something, it will be fulfilled. How many are going to allow God to fulfill everything he has for, uh, for us? So uh, let's... <laughs>